Today is a very special episode for me. Uh, as some of you have noticed, if you follow me on social, lost a friend of mine, Nipsey Hussle, the incredible human, let alone you know artist, entrepreneur, pontificator. You know, um, D Rock made an incredible piece of content that we shared on uh, video platforms, and we're stripping the audio and allowing you to listen to it today. I have a funny feeling for a select group of people, this will be the podcast that they will play on repeat you know, three to seven or 15 times a year. I'm very proud of it. Probably a lot to do with the love both of Nipsey and D-Rock. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, it means a lot to me. And um, the marathon continues, Nipsey. Creative destruction, a risky business of going against the grain. The reasonable man adapts himself to the world. The unreasonable one persists in trying to adapt the world to himself. I think about you a lot. And I met a lot of people. I was just telling her, I said, as soon as this gets here, we're gonna get philosophical. <laughs> we really can't. Just a matter of time. Just a matter of time. Just a matter of time. Nipsey Hussle, the rapper, he's so thoughtful about the way he produces his songs and he paints such a clear picture of his truth. I know it's gonna take 15, 20, 30, but I think you have it. Honestly, you have it in you. I'll tell you that Nipsey is more of a psychologist and kind of a, you know, a thinker that way. What's happening is that there's a technological evolution that's ahead of the compassion evolution or the, the spiritual evolution, which is the new age movement, the vegan movement, all these uh -huh. things trying to catch up to the technology. Because uh -huh. we got nuclear bombs and everybody's armed and we can commit planetary suicide. So what has to balance that is the culture. And that's why Drake is the biggest, I think, and the love is the movement. You know, I pay attention. I'm a student of success and just like boss moves. And I pay attention, so you don't gotta tell me directly. You know what I mean? Right. The whole concept of, the, of my brand is the marathon. So I got ah. a project called the marathon, and then I got my store is called the marathon. You know, I love that. Yeah, my man. What every word out of my mouth is marathon over sprint. Yeah, Everybody's it. running sprints. Yeah, I seen you with Gary V. Yeah, yeah, he crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Up. You know, as soon as he walk in the room, you feel it. <laughs> right, right. Nah, but you know, I, 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 I got a lot of respect for Gary V. I call him a radical. I call myself a radical too. So I think we relate on that level. Yeah. What's the latest? How you feeling? Dude, I'm so proud of you. Thank you, homie. We had a good talk early oh. in, in the process, yeah. right? I'm so proud of you, boy. Uh, thank you, bro. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to flip it up. What about some Nipsey Hustle? What is this? Nipsey. N-I-P-S-E. Yep, there he is. Yep. That's um, right there. You haven't even started. I mean that. I mean it. How old are you? I'm 43. And I haven't even started. So what are you doing? I think it's exciting right now though. You know, that's why I'm kind of going slow. As much as people are like trying to rush me, I'm going slow because I think that we ain't, there's no need to rush. I think all the opportunities are unfolding. If you've got it like that, you gotta go. You gotta go. Creative destruction, a risky business of going against the grain. The reasonable man adapts himself to the world. The unreasonable one persists in trying to adapt the world to himself. Therefore, all progress depends on the unreasonable man. On the hood. It's radicals, you know what I'm saying? just informed me that we were also adding the original first meeting I had with Nip. Uh, so what you're about to listen to is the first time I sat down with Nipsey in studio while he was uh, working on his uh, album. Uh, it, uh, you will see the instant chemistry and, and what was the foundation of our friendship. What's up, bro? Gary. How you feeling? Real good, man. Real good. Thanks for the hospitality. Yeah, absolutely. Nice to meet Selfie? you, Sophie. Gary. Nice, nice to, meet to meet you, you sir. That's my engineer, G. G. Gary. Right, Pleasure. Sure. Follow you. Follow you. Right. What's up, man? Gary. Nice. Real pleasure. Tiggy. Tiggy. What up, man? Nice. How are you, Gary? Never. Um, How are you? I'm solid, man. Just, we just finished my album. So, you know, we just trying to stay creative while we 
get the marketing ready and all that. I don't want to stop being in the music vibe. I just want to keep recording up until the release date, you know? Stay in that zone. Yeah, just... I love that. I fell out before. Like, I got off music and started getting on, like, videos, marketing, thinking about selling. Yeah. It's, like, painful getting back in the music mode, you know? So, I'm so like, while you're in it, you're going to stay in it. Like, I'm uh -huh. I'm making myself at home. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is this where you record? Well, we kind of bounced around. We built a spot in Burbank, and um, we spent like a year and a half. It was like an open space. We built the walls out, built all the rooms acoustic from scratch, and we ended up losing the spot because we had a sublease. And we didn't know we, we didn't know we had a sublease. We thought we was running from. It was like that. Huh? I got whooped. I went to court. Work. I never missed the rent. Everything was always on time. He was just like, bro, your name ain't on them shit. So since then, we just been like renting. We was at um, Paramount for like three months. Is that where you did most of the album? That's where we finished it. Mm -hmm. we did, you yeah. started it back in that crib yeah, spot? Exactly, exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I want what, you, what you started with when I first walked in here about I got caught up in the marketing and all this, but the music stuff, do you just love, like, you know, Boyd, Boyd's just like, wait till you two meet. Right, like, right. it just come, does it just, just come natural to you, just love it? With the marketing? Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, bro. Like, I never looked at it as marketing until after the fact. I looked at it as like hustling and getting it done. <laughs> or just context for the release, right? Okay. Like, all right, if it's, I look at like albums from like Jay Z right? mm -hmm. or T.I. or any big successful artist. Some of their albums was really successful. Some of them was just like not really. And so the difference between the ones that were and the ones that weren't was the narrative, like the I'm about to go to jail album from T.I. Mm -hmm. Or the I just got this big movie, ATL, mm -hmm. and I'm calling my album King, and the song is in this, it was, it was attached to a narrative. Mm -hmm. Jay-Z, I watched American Gangster, and I got inspired, and I went to the studio, whereas mm -hmm. Kingdom Come, oh, I'm coming out of retirement. That was the story. Or, um... Why do you think this last one didn't pop that much? What, 444? Mm -hmm. I think it did pop. Sales-wise, they're saying, like, I mean, culturally, it felt like it popped. Yeah, I think that's like, the only success to me. I don't count them other metrics. I think that's the, that's the bar to me. Trading culture. That's it. If, yep. if it penetrated, you did it. A hundred percent. That's basically all I think about. I can't, Attention I can't. arbitrage, hack culture. Yeah. If, other than that, everything else can be manipulated. All that shit can be influenced. That's right. If you go outside and you hear the music, you come to the concert, everybody's singing the words. Then you're good. That, it, it connected. That shit mm -hmm. penetrated to me. But then also, you know, he did it through title, through Sprint. Again, they did it as like a unique release just to... They big the numbers that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he got a nice check. I don't know what they did. Well, you know, to your point, like, there's no way he sold all his shares to Sprint unless he was trading on fame and culture. Right. So we Sprint's a client of the company that Mike, that Mike works for for me, like VaynerMedia. Right. Like, I know the CEO super well. Right. Like, he's trading... Like fame is the ultimate arbitrage in our society. I agree. You know, I agree. it's the ultimate arbitrage. And like relevance and like conversation. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? To be included in something that is gonna be consumed on that level, and uh, it's gonna be respected on that level. It's not gonna be like experienced as disposable. It's gonna be damn near consumed as art. Mm -hmm. and to be affiliated with that, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And then understanding how to distribute it in the modern way. It's always gonna change. I agree. You know, like when I think about Instagram and things of that nature, it's really no different than TRL. Right. You know? Right. Right? Like, that, I mean, that's what Puff, I still don't, even I was watching his documentary the other day, I was hoping they'd bring it up, they didn't. He hacked MTV at night. He would just show up on set. And pull up. Pull up. I'm Be like Carson, up. that's right. Because yeah. he was smart. He knew every single teenager's eyes were on that at right. 4 p.m. Everybody, right? It, people didn't understand what he was doing. He was acting all goofy. Did yeah, it? All he was doing. He getting a million something. A hundred percent. Back yeah. then, he yeah. owned everybody who's fit. If you're one of my forty-one, if you're thirty-one and un, if you're twenty to thirty, like you know exactly what that was. Mm. Yeah, I remember TRL, Carson Daly, the screaming crowd outside. Yeah, mm -hmm. And he, like you know, that's when all the boy bands and and the and the girls and but he walked right in there and he started like hacking it. Yeah, yeah. That's what he's always. If you understand. From Russell Simmons to whoever you want to talk about, everybody in hip hop who understands how to penetrate underpriced attention right. wins. Absolutely. Right? So for me, right now, like, so if you're taking notes, the number one thing, YouTube vlogs, you get the right hook or your project. You remember uh, Madden when Good Charlotte 
was on Madden when you're like making your team in the beginning. Right? And that literally that made them famous. That's how I think about vlogs on YouTube. I think getting one of these 16 tracks on the right vlog that gets three, four, five, KC, Jake and Logan Paul, you get the right, like in a scene, that in itself is so much underpriced attention. And so like that's how I think about like you could be on a similar, not to cut you off. No, please. Fifty's kind of doing that with, with power. Yeah. He's using power to like platform the music. Hundred percent. Because I don't think he was getting it off without the TV show. No disrespect to Fifty at all, but the TV show brought new interest to his music. Hundred percent, man. That, that's like that's exactly right. Yeah. I was just with The Rock, like an hour ago. That man just hacks every platform. Yeah. Siri commercial, ballers on HBO, movies, social media. He's just stuck with the rock, man. What's, what is he doing? He he's trying to he's trying to win the world. Yeah. The rock is like, right? Yeah. He's just you know what's crazy about the rock is like everybody like I'm even looking at everybody's face. Like this crew, Upper East Side, 58-year-old white guy. Everybody, like, everybody just smiles. Yeah. And that's dope. You know, like that's just like I mean, what, people what, but he's hungry. What happened though? How did he go start going crazy? I just you know what I was rock. talking to him. It's kind of it's honestly it's the same. I feel, I'm sure you feel it too, like sometimes you just know and it's just a When people ask me about all I do is ever point to my wrist. Right. Just a matter of time. Right, period. Just a matter of time. Yeah, I can even, I'm with you for four seconds. I can see it in your face. Yeah. Once, you just know. Yeah, no question. You just know. I feel like that. Right? That's real. That's right. You know it's in there somewhere. Like to me, like I really popped on Twitter. I was one of the first people in the world to have a million followers on Twitter. Right. Then I got busy, did my thing and like when Instagram and all that, like, then I was quiet for a little bit. YouTube, you know? And then it was like, just a matter of time. And then I got hot again. You know, like, if you're good enough, right. it's gonna work out. And that's how the, and that's what The Rock, like, if you ask me, it was the first time we really chopped it up. It was just like, when he was like, tried to play football, when he went to wrestling, like, even when he was at wrestling, when he was The Rock, right. he still knew there was more. I think that every, today's world, there's no more old white guy being the gatekeeper, so everybody's got an at-bat. I I just don't think everybody's got it like that. But I think everybody can maximize their So like, I, you know, not everybody's destiny. Listen, I love playing basketball, I'm not LeBron. You know what I mean? Like, so I, like we've all got our talents, but you know what you guys do for, like, I mean, I'm looking at music and I'm spending a lot of time looking at it. SoundCloud, Spotify, putting music on vlogs, like no more Jimmy Iovine trips over you. No more, like you got, you're one song away on like putting out like, and, and like, and you don't even need rap caviar. You just need to put out music and I think the one variable that I trade on is trade culture. If you're hungry and like trying to think about your career, like you're, it's so hungry right now where you're at, young and like, right? And what's going through your mind, same thing that went through my mind 30 times. You saying to yourself in your mind, this project, especially with this man, this project, oh, this is what it's gonna be. This is when it's gonna happen. And guess what? It might not. I just did Apple's first show, right? Will I Am, Jessica Alba, Gwyneth Paltrow, and me. Shark Tank for apps, right? And me and my team, D-Rock will tell you, I'm like, this is gonna be it. They're gonna spend 20 million, I'm gonna be on every billboard, it's gonna pop, it's gonna be the next Netflix, they won't call it Apple Music, they'll change it up before it comes out, they'll buy Netflix, it'll be big, did it? Nope, they put out Apple Music, nobody here is watching TV shows on Apple Music yet, it's not how we think. So, 30 years I've been working my face off, I'm like, this is gonna be the moment, and it wasn't. But when you know you've got it, you just go to the next thing, so I think, like for me, if I'm in music, I wish I could rap because I know I could be humongous because all I would do is make music and then lay in bed for 11 hours, try to hack on social media, get in my recognize, notice, you're one person away, one piece of content away, you just gotta make it. And what's amazing about music, and I can't, I think everybody, I don't like speaking about I don't know, so I don't wanna speak to it, but one thing I do know is I believe that every artist that ever lived had a lot more songs in their dome that never saw the day of life because of the way it worked, right? Now, everybody's fancy, everybody's trying to understand supply and demand. I don't think people understand how busy the world is. The world's so busy, there's so much that I'm a big fan of telling people to put out music. Put out music, like every week. Like if you've got it like that, you know, some people don't have it, I don't know. But if you've got it like that, 
put it out, put it out. People are hungry for it. Right. And every time you put out, that's giving you another at bat. And it creates momentum too. Just by, it's like, it's like a fashion brand. They deliver in every season. 100%. It's like a, a, a release schedule. But they, but they gotta make this They gotta distribute it. They gotta make that hat. They gotta make those kicks. It's slow. Like, from studio to the world, right. it's just so crazy. I, I think there will be a big time artist in the next decade that puts out a song a day. I agree with that. We did a campaign last year called Marathon Monday. We dropped the song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we, Some, I saw the reaction to that. More so than dropping an album. I'm like, a hundred. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, somebody's gonna wake up and do something called 365, yeah. and they're gonna start on January 1st, and they're gonna go. See, who did a verse a day? Didn't Crooked Eye do a verse a day? I don't think he did a song. Uh, Emilio Rojas did like 30 songs for 30 days type right. it, 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 You really gotta be like somebody, somebody. I mean, you gotta really have talent to drop 365 songs. Yeah. Discipline, hunger, you gotta have a t- Boyd. What's up? What up, my man? What's up, OG? How you feeling? How you doing, good? man? It's good to yes, see sir. you. Likewise, likewise. <laughs> but if you, if you, if somebody, like, if you, like, pff, that'd be the first piece of advice from Hove to some kid right now who's never done. You think you could? I mean, like, like I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, you would, you could, especially if you're talent. You know, somebody puts out 300. You put out 364 whack. You know, you put out 39 bangers. You know, another hundred like solid. Like you can have a throwaway here and there. The reason I love 365 is you can social commentate. Like what people love is relevance, right? Like I don't know, how, do you write or do you just go from the dome? I do both. I do right. Sure so both. for me, like, like just culture, right? Like game seven of the NBA Finals, like you slip a little, like nobody can beat you to the market. Mm-hmm. You're just dropping shit that everybody gives a about. Mm-hmm. Something pops on Instagram and everyone's talking about. Just one little line. That's what hooks people. Right. So it hooks it, you know. Current. Real current. I mean, yeah. it's just to have that discipline and to put yourself out there. Like, to put yourself out there like, yo, I'm gonna actually do this, that's hard. Yeah, it's a risk. It's, it's a risk, but like, the reward, I'm all yeah, about risk know, reward, right? I did a sneaker, like, all upside. The sneaker I got coming out, like, if it fails, like, nobody expects a 40-year-old entrepreneur to have a hot kick, right? But if it works, right? <laughs> right? I had 2,000 people at Shoe Palace on Melrose Tuesday night. And the owner walked in, he's like, there's more people here than we dropped the Yeezys. Everybody heard that. That's right. And that's, that's it. That's what I keep doing, right? And the best part is you just have to have humility. If there were six people there, I'd be like, I lost. And that's just when you get to that place where you just don't give a about what anybody that's else thinks. That's how you put out 365 music, right? Right, because that's Sunday, February 9th, you put out something okay, and people are like, whack, whack, you should have done this project. That's when you get punched in the mouth, and are you gonna, Drink that blood and just record the next day and get them, right. or are you gonna fold like a cheap chair and be like me. Right. So you have to have the right DNA to go for those kind of projects. Yeah, and that's what they end up respecting. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? Is that you execute it. And then the all the upside. You never like if on day three eleven, <laughs> right? Like November, they're like like Thanksgiving dinner, like like is the hit. You know, like. And what's crazy is it's a streaming game. So back in the day, that probably would be against a model, but it's streaming. It's of course it was against a model. You had to make 12, you got to print the CDs, you got to get it to Walmart, Sam Goody. Like, it just didn't, it wasn't real. Right. Now, you know, it's just so different. Nobody's got control. It's you and the kids that got it in their ear. I think the biggest thing, the biggest restriction is everybody thinking in the old mentality. 100%. Because there's a lot of money in the old mentality. Right. And like, you know, people are sad. People got rich in the uh, old mentality. Are you kidding? Will, Will, I was with Will, and he's just like, he said, music, and I, he was like, com- he was basically complaining about streaming. Mm. I was like, yo, I'm like, it's just not 1984 anymore, man. Like, like, sorry that you can't put out Thriller and buy a amusement park, you know? <laughs> like, I, I don't understand why people complain about streaming. I get more off streaming than I do off sales. I'm sure everybody do. Money-wise. I, I think the tip, I, look, truth is I don't know. I'm sure the tippy top of the sphere might have gotten, I don't know. I don't know. I think that the label, I think that what they complaining about is the label contract 
That's got them locked artists. up. Yeah, 100%. They don't have, a, yep. they don't have an agreement. Direct, yeah. Because it's a new uh, platform. How did your whole thing go down? How, when did when did you did you, you when did you first like hit the scene and then how about the, I mean you were talking about him in 2009. That's about when. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. You know, I remember. I remember it was 09 because we just started Vayner, yeah. and I just remember your name. I was I, hustle is my favorite word on earth. So <laughs> I was like, whoever that is, I like him. That's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Charlie Walk told me that when we signed our contract, he like, bro, I don't even need to hear music. I'm signing off your name. You know what's <laughs> all the heard the music, but he like, yeah, we gonna do the deal. We don't need to hear nothing. After weekend, Republic is like killing shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Too He's got that uh, Haley Seinfeld, or whatever. Like, she was an actress, and he signed yeah, her. It's like two or three other heavyweights. I yeah. forgot the name. Ariana Grande. Right. Grande. There's yeah. A lot of shit over there going viral. Um, but I mean, basically, like, why I'm so excited you guys are meeting is, I don't think there's anyone in hip hop who could really change things, like Nipsey can. And the other thing about it is, I've seen you speak a couple of times, mm-hmm. and then I've spoken to a few people in the tech world who like set up these speaking engagements or these conferences, or you know Gary just speaks all or speaks all the time. Mm-hmm. When I saw him speak, it was like I've heard a lot of people say the same type of stuff. I've never understood it until I heard him say it, mm-hmm. and so it's like because of your first-hand experience and then because of your view, like your point of view and just the way you are able to communicate to people and just have people understand things. And then like the stuff you're doing with the clothing and then when you, I watched the video when you went into Starbucks and you uh, met the guy. Yeah, and uh, now he's like your CTO and like how many rappers have a CTO, right? But when he walked in Starbucks, um, Idris. Idris. Yeah, Idris was uh, the guy right there. Wait, just having a coffee and just sitting there? No, he was doing his work on the computer, but he's doing like this uh, AR stuff to like help like when the cars are driving themselves. Like, he's a genius, like Basically, literally what, a genius. What he's explaining, he has some technology on a Starbucks table, and I had my daughter. I was just taking her to the bathroom, and it was like something I hadn't seen before. It was, it was like reading the the bone structure of his hand off of a LCD uh-huh. piece of hardware. So you just caught this in the corner of your eye? Well, I just walked past and seen it, and I know enough about tech to know that that's not something out so I just was like bro what is that and then you know got to talking yeah we started chopping here young dude you know what I'm saying and he started explaining that it was um autonomous driving Uh designed for Uber and um you know he started telling me his story how he was like President Obama's STEM um Uh specialist for the youth and how you know he was uh offered a scholarship to MIT and turned it down has all these products <laughs> he's working on. He's 18. I love that. And he come from Boy. And I'm like, yeah, we got to sit down, bro. <laughs> and so we sat down. And Where was it start? Right here at the Starbucks I just stopped by or we somewhere in, else? We was, in, we was in LA. We was on Figaro. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, like, geez, I mean, basically by us sitting down after that meeting, yeah. you know, he basically opened my mind up to how we can, where we intersect as far as tech and as far as hip-hop and culture and just... Like, Tech know. is the oxygen of our society. Right. I don't think people understand. Like, I'm sure you're gonna understand this. We're everybody in this room looking around. Everyone's quite young. We're all gonna live in a mixed reality world. Contact lenses. Where we're sitting here right now, Pac and VR and is sitting right here with us. Like, right. people don't understand. Like, people think this is like people have no clue. They think crazy now. We haven't even started. This is the national anthem of a 19 inning game. Right. Like, people haven't even wrapped their head around how. Is gonna be right. I agree. So your hardcore AR, like machine learning, all like is that like yeah? AI. Are you doing? Are you around with blockchain yet? Yeah. You enjoying that? Yeah. You you hacking on top of Ethereum yet? Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. But but it's caught your eye, right? Yeah. yeah that's gonna be. Do you have your laptop with you? Yeah. Could you pull it in when you get a second? Yeah. And then they got some other crazy where it's like, you know, everyone's selling stuff online. And they set it up where, like, when you go, so he has a store, like a successful store, a physical store. Fit, bricks and mortar. He has a real successful store. And, like, when you pull the phone up and you pull it at the shirt, it starts playing like an unreleased song. AR. So there's a reason you have to be in the store where everyone else is like, yeah, come to my store. It's a meet and greet. I might show up. It's like, you actually have to go to his store to get something. Right. So, like, they're on, like, the. Where country. is that store? It's on Crenshaw and Slauson. We need to go there. Yeah. I want to see it. For sure. That's the corner, like, that's right the main intersection in my neighborhood where I grew up at. That's the what corner. was there when you were, what was in that spot <laughs> when you were a kid? It was a vacant lot. The whole time when you were a kid? Yeah, and we, we used to sell dope in that, in that uh-huh. you know what I mean? And 
we coined it as the world's first smart store. But it's basically like he was explaining, you know, there's like walls that are content walls. And mm -hmm. it has a big logo, the marathon logo. And when you go. Yeah. And there's a, there's so what, your app triggers it? Yeah, so the app is, I just, you know, encoded the app. And so basically, what you'll do, and even on the actual, like, say this was a, a marathon center. Yeah, of course. Be a oh, I know, I know this whole okay. world real yeah. well. So this is the marathon clothing app. It's still uh -huh. um, So then you'll click experience. Experience, and then once you point it, activates. Exactly. Yep. And what's really crazy is you know the next iPhone has the AR kit built into it naturally. Right. So you don't even have to download the app. Oh, so it's, it's part of it's part of the operating AR system. Augmented reality. All right. Go so like you know on Snapchat when you look at it and all the like cartoons pop up, the way it's all going to play out and you know what virtual reality is, right? right. The way it's probably going to play out, I mean I'm I'm not futurist, but it looks like it is all of us 15 years from now contact lenses, brain talks to it. And we switch from real life to completely being in a virtual world or AR world. All the stuff you see on Snapchat and Instagram, like there's just in here. Like here's the butterfly. Right. right. Like that's our life. Right. It really. You know what's really crazy about it is it's just straight up true. Yeah. Like, like it's not even like guessing. Yeah, no, it's, it's not, it's not even like yeah. It's not Star Trek. It's like everybody here in 20 years. Bet sure. banked. Locked and loaded. What does that mean? What type of businesses are going to be built around that? Well, what, what kind of businesses are going to get disrupted, right? Like, right. if you actually think you're at the Eiffel Tower by just closing your eyes, why go? Why go? Right. Right? So then you start thinking about, like, San Diego, right? Like, where are the places where there's just nice weather and it's just chill? If everything's just kind of happening like that, like, like, how expensive is New York City rent? Like, like that's where you start debating like that, yes. right? Yeah. I think it's all about IP. I think everything is, all the pipes are dumb. What you fill it with right. is everything. So content. Content. Just what you said, I think, in, and even in my field of like hip hop, I think like when we look at Mickey or Disney or we look at like Hello Kitty, these are. Oh, like, there's so much. You know what I mean? It's like, it started. Remember Bape the Baping Ape? Content. Like <laughs> when Bape was blowing up in like 08, 09. Mike and my brother and I, we had websites, we had something called Bape the Bathing Ape. <laughs> we were just trying, like, just like, just, like hacking, because like, cartoons scale. And that's like Vince McMahon makes money on Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Andre's been dead for 20 years. Vince McMahon makes money. Right. You know? hip-hop is the same. So 100%. I, I, I don't think that Snoop Dogg is any different than Mickey Mouse. I, I totally agree. You know? And he was content the same way Mickey Mouse was a cartoon and it turned into a world and turned into tangible products and it turned into things that can't be downloaded and can be sold. I think rap is in that point of view. I think that's why the Yeezys. I think Ye is doing that with Yeezys. 100%. And, you know, I feel like, to me, I want to be a part of that. I want to be one of the ones that take a cash register for the music and shift it and use the music to bring the attention to it. The music is the leverage. Right. And right now, people are... People have to make money. The, the basic players have to go on tour and make money that way because they're not deploying what you guys are doing and like you've got to scale. And people are, they're renting, right? They're putting their name on something. Mm -hmm. But the company's making all the dollars. But Puma is actually not that hard to replicate, right? Even, even, the next, yeah, even the next Yeezys is not going to be done with conjunction with Adidas. Thank you, homie. You know, like, because the infrastructure costs are just not that high. Right. Like, when you start realizing it's the Kanye part's a hell of a lot harder than to make an issue. That's why I like big baller brand. I don't care what nobody say about the ugly ass shoe. I f with the, the, the model. I was on ESPN, Sports Nation, yes, two days ago. And they brought it, you know, they're like, what do you, you know, I want my big thing for the last 20, 10 years I've been putting out on the internet, I'm buying the New York Jets. That's my thing. Talk to you. So they started with that. They asked me about Big Baller. I'm like, he's smart. I'm like, look, some of the stuff he pushes a little far, but like, don't get it confused. The essence of what he's doing is the exactly model. right. Yeah, just the model, not a design. The whole you know what's crazy? Actually, let me take you somewhere that you're going to like, based now that I know where your mind's at. Right. I'm going to throw something at the, at the I want to I get everybody's reaction. I think the NBA is the craziest. I actually think the way the NBA is structured, that if tomorrow we woke up and heard that Steph Curry, LeBron, Durant, right? They left to start their 11, 12, let's call it 14 of them, Russ, right? If 14 of them were like, we're out, and now we each are the first 14 teams and our billionaire, part, there's a lot of billionaires out there. 
And they're ready to roll. And they're ready to roll. <laughs> so, so, like if I'm a billionaire and I take Russ and we're co-partners 50-50 because I'm putting up the money, we got to rent arenas, there's all that because teams own their arenas, but like. Start it off. Not the NFL, not baseball, not, but the NBA. If the top 14 guys left the league and started their own league, they'd break, they'd win. They've got the leverage. Mm-hmm. It's top heavy. Mm-hmm. We aren't going to with a league where the best player is Porzingis. You know what I mean? Like, and I love Zinger, and he's my future, my hope, and I hope he's the best. Right. But like, if you, if 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 the number one player left in the league is Paul George, the NBA is not going to beat the other league. So like, that's why with the with the model, what the balls are doing, people don't understand. As technology continues to per, like change, the leverage changes. And it's not malicious to me. It's like it's business. It's just it's it's the it's what the the moment demands. If you aware. You would have to go at it like that. 100%. It's not like I'm trying to I have And enough. that's why I'm trying to push you and your young man here and everybody to debate this idea. If the world is in an issue of supply and demand, right. then why not have the thesis of just pounding out cut? I have a man following me. What do you mean Every, by that? What's the issue with supply and demand? There is so much supply of content that you can never be overexposed because everybody's getting pulled at so many directions. So the reason nobody wanted to put out so much music before, overexposure, mm. overexposure. That doesn't exist. Mm. There's nobody overexposed because everybody's getting pulled in so many directions. So do people just evolve to take in more info? They, that's for sure. Right. But even at scale, I think that you can't be overexposed as an artist if you're capable about putting out a song every day. Right. And that's where everyone's up. They th- right? You know how it used to be, right? You come out, you do your thing, then you disappear, mm-hmm. gotta keep that balance right, mm-hmm. the come, right? That. Yeah. I think that it's so competitive, there's so much great content, there's so much going on, mm-hmm. that if you've got it like that, you gotta, go. you gotta go. But you know, that's interesting because if you look at what made Future Pop, like Shift Gears, and what made like Raw Shift Gears, and like, what, what's up, Shep? What's up, man? Tay, what up, bro? So this Shep, this Tay. Shep, Tay, Gary. What's up, bro? What's up, man? Real pleasure. How are you? Real pleasure. It was pounding, just dropping music, bro. They dropping went, they went music. music Look how much music Drake puts out. Right. It's a lot of music by standards of what we all grew up with. He's putting out more music in 24 months than people put out in their careers. I think the X factor is the quality. If you can manufacture Well, this quality. comes down to talent, right. Right? right? Like, this is my thing with you. Like, like you got to push the boundaries of how talented are you. Right. I agree with that. Right? Like how, just how talented are you? Right. There's always like, like, especially something as culturally relevant and as passionate as art, you guys do art. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you've got it in you to do it, then you do it. Yeah. Some people don't, some people got different processes, right? right? They gotta like, you can't force it. But if you've got it, yeah. it's if your notebook is fulled, yeah. full, if it's full with bangers, you need to put that shit out. Right. It can't be like yeah. Prince and you when we find him dead, we go in a safe and there's a hundred other great songs, you know? Right, right. That day doesn't exist anymore. I agree. Him and NJ didn't have it, like they couldn't do that. They had to wait every three years to put out 11 of them. Cause you're hacking yeah, distribution. Right, I didn't know that that's what he was doing. That's what you're doing. And you know what's crazy? Like my whole you know what's crazy? I apologize, go but ahead. I gotta say it. So, so my story is, I grew up in Edison, New Jersey, good mixed culture. I'm 41, so I was there like, you know, I was rocking my Beastie Boy, all this. But then I went to Mount Ida College which was a 90% African-American college, right? And that's where I really got into it. That's when like, before the internet, like my friend Moose like was like, this is Scarface, you right. need to know this. I was right. like, what right. the f-? You know, like, you know, like, and so it's funny. I am a super successful businessman. I got D's and F's my whole life. Right. And I still to this day believe the people that most understand how to hack distribution are people that come. Period. 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 I think it comes natural to you because whether it's what's rolling in your mouth right now or whether it's a song, you're always hacking distribution. You know what I used to call it? Personality sales, product flaw. And yep. if, if, to me, when I used to go hand in hand and grind, I used to bootleg CDs. I used to sell a lot of other shit and drugs too. My CD I used to sell. And I used to have to distinguish myself in five seconds. So I used to be like, bro, this garbage thrown out the window. And that'll make him be like, let me see this. <laughs> you feel me? If it's trash, throw that shit out the window, right in front of me. I ain't tripping. Just listen. You feel me? And it's free. Check it out. You know, if it's boo boo, throw that shit out the window, bro. I, ain't, I don't got it. You know. Humility. And just I'm, humility is the f- 
anchor. Right, and even just like. You know how to talk to your audience though. And that's more important than the product. Because you reverse engineered the way you would have reacted. Exactly. 100%. And I think every time we have a release, when you was talking about marketing, if I love marketing, I think that you got to reverse engineer how you would expect. How are you guys thinking about the the mutation of hip hop? Like, so that's what's real interesting to me. You got a lot of youngsters in this room, but for like the, the era that I grew up in, like there was one narrative, right? Like even if you weren't hard, you made up that you were. That's why so many guys lost, because they had to. There was no angles for, there was nobody dressing like you're dressing now. Like when Bentley came out with those umbrellas, I was like, what? Like now it's mutating, right? Like now it's getting so, it's great, because now it's the fabric of our culture. Like to me, hip hop is the fabric of our culture. Like America. What that means is it's mutating. So it really, it's, it's more fruitful for the real artists, the one that have humility, the one, like I'm waiting for like, who's the hip hop, like who's the guy or girl at the top of the game that embraces country music stars? Who's at the top of the game that like, you know, like there's so many hacks still left to be had. It's real interesting. It's real interesting to me. Like everything's just like mutating into each other. Like, like if you really look at hip hop, like it's crazy that hip hop absorbed like white nerd culture. Right? Like, you wouldn't be wearing those glasses 20, 15 years ago. No way, you'd rather be blind as if you didn't have contacts. Like, it's really interesting if you really look at it. I think there's a lot of white space in that. A lot. You know what I'd love to see something like, you know what, what would blow my mind is if I heard you went to Chattanooga, Tennessee, set up shop and did it there and like brought in local. Like, there's a lot of hacks still left to be done right. in you culture. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Nashville and Chattanooga, like yeah. there's just to be done. There's real stuff going. Yeah, Ron Gilmore. He's done a good job. You're right. Yeah, like it's still frontiers. Like hasn't even started. Right? Like just hasn't even started. I I think I think a lot of people in hip hop, especially if you're born from it, you're in it. I think we're underestimating how much it is fundamentally the underlining current of our society. I mean, I think the jig is up. I think it's pretty clear. All the stats came out recently about streaming and about the biggest genre is hip hop. So that's that's not just your instinct, that's a fact now too. I think so too. I just don't think that people have really realized that like every politician, every tech developer, like every entrepreneur. They know. That's a hundred percent. They know. That's by the way, that I can guarantee you. They're just hoping that, that the, I, the content creators don't feel like what you just said is the fact. Cats out of bag, man. It's over. Like it's just a, now. It's just matter of time. I agree. Matter of fucking time. What do you feel about direct to consumer? As far as like not just music. In Everything. Retail. Target business. So so that's all I'm doing. I'm building a machine. I have 800 employees. Building a machine to go direct to consumer. But I've got a little bit of a different bet. So instead of starting a new bottled water or starting a new deodorant, because I'm gonna buy businesses, mm-hmm. I'm a big believer that nostalgia and IP is grossly underrated. So Marvel was a bankrupt comic book company, mm-hmm. but when they took the business and they made it into movies, mm-hmm. it was worth a trilly. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was value flow. No mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So like, I think, like, so what's happening in the sneaker game? I'm fascinated how Nike really is, because you can just see it, but, I think if you watch carefully, everything's in play. Like, I want to buy Keds. I want to buy Pony. All nostalgia. nostalgia. Because, right? Because once it meant something, it's worth a lot more money than people think. You could start something tomorrow called Ends, but if you bought Keds and rocked them properly and created distribution, it would speed up the process. Exactly what's going to happen. That's right. Yeah, I believe in that. So that's really on my mind. Vans, I'm, you know, I'm just like now look. Basically, I walk through the airport and only looking at people's sneakers. Mm-hmm. I'm not even looking at. I don't it's see it. Changing right now. It, I don't buy the same shit I used to buy. No. I don't That's it. The same taste I used to. I can't even believe how much trouble Nike's in. I couldn't even think about think wearing something else. Of course, they got arrogant. arrogant. Everybody gets arrogant. Yeah, cause that shit. You, I say, I saw their designs go trash, bro. Trash. Even Foot Locker, yeah. just the whole Foot Locker store turned trash. Mm-hmm. You used to go get fresh at Foot Locker. Mm-hmm. You used to go buy fresh shoes at Foot Locker. That shit is garbage in there now. Everything look like garbage. Just like they <laughs> 10 million copies of these two pair of Nikes. Right. And they put them all over. The, the other place. thing is the cat's out of bag. Everybody, I'm looking at you right now, that champion, like, like, 
if Champion puts out a sneaker tomorrow and it's fly as f- and they got the right influencer, the right hip hop star, the right cultural person, yeah, it's style. in the game. Yeah, right? People are wearing Champion like regular. I see it. Yeah. Like it's, I see I it. Yeah, you know what it is to me? It's a classic. Look at, look at Puff. Look at Puff yeah. in this era with music, right? It was 20 years later and they sampled the 70s. 100%. That's how it works. 20 years later, they, yeah, yeah. they sampling the 90s right now. That's why all them brands is in. Puma. All of them 90s. You know, Starter's a 90 brand. 100%. Feeler's a 90 brand. You know who's ready? Timbo Boots are ready to come back. Yeah. Right? We're doing you, a Timbo collab. Are you? Yeah. Timbo, that would be a business I would buy. That's a, if big, you buy that's, Tim- bro, that's a billion dollar company, by the way. They own Skechers. I'm aware. They're huge. Yeah. But, but be, based on my thesis that hip-hop rules the world, it's probably a $50 billion company on, if you... Here. What's your thesis? Hip-hop rules the world. That's how I really feel. I swear to God, if you hear an album, my album thesis is hip-hop rule the world. All I got to do is make a 100% authentic hip-hop album. I'm global. I don't care what nobody tell me. I don't care what no person tells me on earth. All I got to do is make the most 100% authentic hip-hop album right now. I'm global. While I got you guys here, let me throw something at you. Do you like traveling or no? I love traveling. Well, some people, you know, homebody. I got to ask the questions. I miss my kid when I travel. Okay, well, that's why I'm asking. One of the things that you guys should be thinking a lot about, seeing you guys film, marketing, you know, I've been paying attention. Boyd's been telling me stuff. What people don't, here's what I would do if I were you. Take some of the money you make in whatever you're doing, the store, music, you guys should pick four countries. Portugal, Brazil. Pick four countries. Like like top markets are like yeah, obscure yeah, countries. Honestly, you're so creative. I'm not I was about I'm not normally I'd be like pick this. I'm going to let it flow here. I want to see what you're about to do. Right. Pick four markets. Right. Right cuz you might say my grandma's from the, I don't know. Just like I would pick four. My country got my dad from that would be on the list. Where is that? Eritrea, it's in East Africa. Love it. Yeah. Pick four countries with Facebook and Instagram ads. And I'm talking five, ten thousand dollars a month on four countries. You can people don't realize how global the world's getting. People don't understand how inexpensive this is. Like I went to Hong Kong, and by the third day, I'm like on a pedestal. America is still the number one brand in the world. Absolutely, America culture, correct. And so for you to just pick Indonesia and with it. Run ads on all your little videos. Play that music down. Bang them, bang them, bang them, and then go there. What were we just talking yeah, about? What were we talking about pulling up in London and all that? Like we just need to pull up and touch down and f- around. Now London, it's noisy. Or, That's what, you see where I'm going? That's why I'm like, pick Portugal. Pick. I mean, you're you're. The f- and you know how much Philippines ads are? Three cents. Like you'll get everybody. And and then all of a sudden, here's how it works, right? You do the Philippines, it kills. Now. Manny Pacquiao and you were like, like, like you got to hack, hack, hack attention, hack attention. And like there's so much white space. What like, do you mean by white space? Un- meaning, un- that's correct. Right. Nobody, nobody owns Peru. And now somebody will be like, well, Peru, but you don't realize like, then like you, you go find some artist there and put them on here. Like there's so much of that, right? What's that song, that the number one stream song now, like my daughter's singing all day, the Bieber and the yeah, Latina. Yeah, like that's hacking culture. That guy was hot down there but it's not nice here uh-huh uh-huh yeah. you know that kind of stuff and when you're like this creative and this entrepreneurial that makes sense absolutely like that you can reverse engineer or you can see what's actually like there's just a it's reverse Man, engineering they all coming on to the internet right now well that's it everybody's everything's mixing yeah. everything's mixing that's what i mean you know, with like crazy. white nerd like it's like literally for somebody like 41 that watches culture every minute of his life i cannot believe Cannot believe that like NWA like merged with Urkel. That's what happened. What you mean by that? I mean, if you look at 1991, if you're oh, sitting, of hip-hop. yeah, like 2017 hip hop is actually Urkel and Ice Cube in 1992 having a baby, and nobody would have thought that. Like that's how tw- that you know. Go ahead. I think that that's that's in terms of where the world is. The world is at a transitional point, and the message and culture is so powerful that a destructive message at this point, I don't believe could exist. I think that Drake was needed on some love, balance the world. Cause I grew up to, when 50 Cent was the hot shit, we was shooting, bro. That's right. You know what I mean? I remember. It was it was gun culture and the music influenced the streets. Now everybody got a girlfriend and got tattoos and drink lane. You know what I'm saying? Because the culture was that influential. And I think that like the world is like transitioning 
You familiar with like physics? I don't wanna go way crazy. Go ahead. So they look in the space and see where they drawing their energy to see what type of civilization they, they are. So if you're getting your energy from the the planets you live on, you're a type zero civilization. Okay. That's Earth. Yep. But we had a point of transition going to type one because we are getting into solar energy. We are harnessing the atmosphere's energy right now. So we are transitioning in terms of physics when they explore space, they would say that uh a civilization that harnesses energy from their atmosphere is type one. Understood. So we transition. Understood. And Mateo Kaku's theory, to not mind, this is what he said. I'm listening. Is that what's happening is that there's a technological evolution that's ahead of the compassion evolution or hmm. the, the spiritual evolution, which is the new age movement, the vegan movement, all these uh -huh. things trying to catch up to the technology. Because mm -hmm. we got nuclear bombs and everybody's armed and we can commit planetary suicide. So what has to balance that is the culture. And that's why Drake is the biggest, right. I think. And the love is the movement and togetherness. Positivity always wins at the yeah. end, man. This is so basic. Like, like when I look at what's going on in like the social realms, like positivity always, be negativity always wins the short game and positivity always wins the long game. Right. It's easier to be cynical up front and negative and people react to it. Like that's what you see on social, right? All negative, negative, you know, like people would rather clown on LeBron than praise Steph. It's negative, like short term, but long term, positivity always wins. Always. Human race just figures this shit out. I'm always on team human. Right. We could have been gone a long time ago. Right. I agree. Yeah, man. I think it's exciting right now though. You know, that's why I'm kind of going slow. As much as people are like trying to rush me, I'm going slow because I think that we ain't, there's no need to rush. I think all the opportunities are unfolding. So Snapchat is a wild, wild moment right now. Cause every, you know how it is, people overreact in each direction. Everybody's like clowning on it cause the stock's not doing well and Instagram copied all its features. Meanwhile, $3 CPM and kids are watching content at scale, like under 30. It's what does that mean? What does CPM mean? A cost per uh, thousand impressions. So you, you, you know, they're gonna spend ad dollars, okay. your partner, right? So the $3 per? $3 per thousand, it's nothing. And more importantly, on Snapchat, you have depth, not just width. So this isn't pre-rolls on ESPN.com that nobody gives a about. People are seeing your content in the middle, and then when they're engaging, it's at scale. So. When you guys talk, and if I could be a help if anybody here wants to follow up with detail, Snapchat is grossly underpriced right now. Marketing. Uh-huh. Grossly underpriced. And what is that? Because everybody's a headline reader, what right? Everyone's like, oh, Instagram killed Snapchat. There's, go open your app store right now. Tell me where Snapchat's ranked. What does a Snapchat ad <clears throat> look like? It's a five-second clip or something? It can be, yeah. It's a 10-second. In between, like, you're kind of like clicking everybody's right. stories, and then you'll pop. And then with you, like, you should be like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? You, you should actually do exactly what the you did when you were slinging your shit and be like, yo, the swipe up, listen, if you don't like it, that's it. Yeah. You should re do that same that You just look yeah, right in the camera and be like, yo, swipe up and listen to it, and if not, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right? That is super underpriced. Yeah. That can hack. And everybody trades on, you know, everyone's headline reading. Oh, Instagram's winning. Mm. They're not looking at the details. Right. Yeah, they, they got a smart campaign on Snapchat right now. We got we got so much running on Snapchat right now because it's underpriced. Oh, smear oh, who? Just the press. They uh, yeah, it. yeah. I mean, well, listen, they deserve it. They got punched in the mouth. And they IPO ne killed. I mean, yeah. but I'm buying now because it went too far the other way. Right? Because right? because everybody here living like there's plenty of people on Snapchat. Cal is still talking to his flowers every morning. Ross <laughs> 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 still in the mansion. <laughs> With the tank on. <laughs> That's how I built my whole career. I answered every single person that engaged with me on Twitter mm. from 2007 to 2011. All of them. Damn. 18 hours a day. Mm. Every single person. Mm. And so that one-on-one, -on -one, it's depth. Everybody's worried about width. It's all about depth. Right, I agree with that 100%. And if you got the energy to grind, well then you can go wide and deep. Absolutely. I don't understand that all these artists have nobody give a f about them. They put out a post on Instagram. They have 11 people that give them love and they can't even reply to those people. Mm. You got no fans. Yeah, they Who do you think you are? I got a celebrity complex. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what's stopping them. 
You know what the biggest thing I took away from the meeting with The Rock just now? Hmm. Dude, let's call it what it is. The Rock is one. Yeah. He's at the... Yeah, for sure. Man's got 100 million followers on Instagram. That man's still humble as ready, put in work. And he's there, and you got kids that recorded one song once in the studio once and think they're fancy. It's crazy. That's the difference, though. Yeah, some people fake it, some people live it. Everybody wants something different from the game, too. Yeah, that's true. Want everything the game got to offer, clearly. 100%. Yeah, 100%. You can do anything you want. uh, Responding to the Twitter followers. Yep. That amount of time, right? Yeah. Going back and forth and yeah. into 18 hours. How do you avoid losing those people after you scale up to a million or two million? Yeah, listen, everybody wants to be that person that found you first back in. You know, like everybody, you know, people like when somebody makes it, they love you sold out, this and that. Right, right, right. Truth is, if, it's, if you're true, if you're intense truth, you actually give a f- about people and fans, you'll always win that macro game. You're always going to have that small group that they get a high on discovering the next thing. They love being that person, right? In their group. And I think I think that the original ones that you responded to is gonna be so engaged that they're gonna be evangelists. They're gonna go out and, and campaign and, and, and create and to, and to his and to your point and his point, and two out of ten of them won't, right? Eight out of ten will, which is better than zero out of ten, because you didn't engage. And the other two, they gotta find the next flavor of the month because they love being that person. That's how they get their rocks off, right? Yeah. They're just like, I discovered the next person. I, you know. You know? I'm, I'm nuanced. Uh-huh. Right. That's what I always loved about you. You always had that ability to find new shit. But if you liked something, you liked it all. It wasn't, that wasn't the high. Can we hear a little song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played the whole um, you want to hear the record, the most recent records of me and Bino, or you want to hear the album? Well, I'm happy I'm here. All right. So <laughs> um, I'll let you wait, chop wait, it up wait. your way. Send me I really appreciate it. Blast off yeah, I'll do it right now. I appreciate y'all. Bro, thank you. And then also when we do sit down, I just have so many dope concepts and just ideas. Listen, I'm like always traveling, always on. You got my number now. You what text me three sense? in the morning. You're like, what about this? I'm like, like I'm into it. No I want the action. No I want the action. If you found this piece of content meaningful podcast, it would mean a lot to me if you reached out and hit me up on Twitter uh, and gave me your thoughts or shared any of your thoughts and observations or memories of the great Nipsey Hussle.